This is the one with ants. Copper hats. Murderous mist. A cut price Genesis device. A message in a football. A space base. And no women. It's called The Mutants. Here, Here we go. We're embarking on a voyage all through time and all through space. Counting Daleks, Dalen Hood, and the Cybertronic race. Some Tarans look like taters, and Silurians all have wonky scales. And the Doctor has a TARDIS. We're reviewing all his tales. Who back when? Reviewing all of who there is. Who back when? Subscribe and read all night, choose please. Episode by episode, we're trudging down this temporal road. Come join us on this odyssey. What other choice could there be than who back when? Who back when? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to C. Zero sixty three of Who Back When Our Doctor Who podcast. Or dog past. That angelic voice you hear in your earballs is none other than Punkin. Say hello, Punkin. Oh, hello. <laughs> and I'm Nicolay. How you doing, Podcast Land? Everyone great? I thought so. Fantastic. <laughs> Next <laughs> order of business. We've been polite. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little while since there's been an enforced break for us, classic wise. It has back. been. Yeah. Back with a bang. Yeah. And what an episode to return with. Yeah. Or cereal. So I've lived in a bit of a vacuum, in a true vacuum. We try to... As Holy we... shit. How'd you make it? <laughs> <laughs> you shut up. Now, usually what we've been trying to do is, is as we, we do these reviews, we watch the things, we try to watch them without the like influence of other people's opinions, that sort of thing. But it's also hard when we do research. You look at Wikipedia articles, you do some stuff, so we're prepping for the show. Yeah. Um, and you can't help but see ratings, see how many people are seeing this, what critical reception. Oh, I, I have no idea. I have literally no idea. So this will be possibly the most organic score I give anything. Oh, interesting. Wait, wait hang on. Do you normally... I normally no, don't see a rating, except for IMDb sometimes. I, I catch, oh, so someone gave episode four a seven point something. I mean, no, 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 no. That's probably not the case. I'm sure I've been just as clueless <laughs> for other areas. <laughs> but I feel like really, because the last couple we've done, yeah. you know, we've had these chats on Facebook and we've reached out to Oh, that's true. And that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so I feel like we're back to our organic self. Holy shit, you know what? I don't know anything about this right now. I completely forgot about Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah, this fuck, is what happens. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> we can live in a world without you. Oh, thank goodness for holidays. Right, <laughs> I think we should jump into a bite-sized chunk of who... Brilliant idea. Time for us to synopsize, lovify and summarize. So take a view and grab a brief and listen to this overview. This brief for all we like to call a bite-sized chunk of who... The third Doctor and Joe receive an assignment from the Time Lords as they have now become their personal intergalactic DHL and go to the planet of Solos in the 30th century. The Human Empire is preparing to grant independence to Solos, but the local marshal objects stages a coup. His plans include terraforming Solos to accommodate human life, with complete disregard to the Solonians who would perish in the process. Coincidentally, said Solonians are undergoing a metamorphosis of sorts, though, turning into giant Gregor Samsas, and thus the plot thickens. Be scout over, you are welcome. Yes, you are. That's true. <laughs> Don't believe what they say. <laughs> right. Where shall we start? <laughs> Oh, I've got tons of questions. Okay. I've got nothing but questions. Pick or do you want? Do you want to start with a question? Oh yeah, no, I have no notes. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm not. If I ever made one note, you go. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'll just rapid fire some questions. Well, I, no, okay, I'll start with this one. Why does Professor Sondergaard wear so many beads? <laughs> Mardi Gras. It's it's equal measure Mardi Gras and rosaries, right? All the way down. <laughs> it's just like he, he throws one at uh, he throws one at a party. You know, and then he, he does a rosary. And he throws one okay. and he does a rosary. I have no idea. He is bead heavy. 
he's super beat heavy and he's he's dressed as sort of this kind of hippie in a way even though he's the man of science although is that like is that a shot at like anthropology is not like a real science <laughs> you guys collect beads look at clay pots and poetry but is he an anthropologist or is he also a geneticist of sorts because um, I mean, so there is a branch of anthropology that is concerned with genetics. It's called genetic anthropology, anthropologic genetics, no, some shit like Genetics-ism. that. No, no, there's, it's, it has an entirely different. But yes, they're whatever that sure. thing. Yeah. That being said, hang on, wait. Can we just have a? Let's put a pin in in here, and and later on, please promise each other that we will return to the actual exhibition of his science in practice. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, I think we Because will. that's that's just marvellous. Like, oh, that's how you figure shit out. <laughs> All right. Uh, can I add a bit of... Tri- Actually, you know what? This was a different question than I wanted to start off with, but it does lead me to a bit of trivia, and I, I cannot contain myself. Do it. Do you know who plays him? Did you recognise him? So I said before we pressed record that he looks like the love child between Yul Brenner and Patrick Stewart. Yep. I assume that's not who plays it. He is the son of Yul Brynner. <gasps> I'm kidding. Don't fuck me, mate. <laughs> the fucking hell. <laughs> my heart left out of my chest. Oh, I was going so to sorry. do a lap of this fucking bit. I was just going to run out to the road, strip off, and do a fucking lap of Cowley. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> who is this? He's played by a chap named John Hollis. No, not quite as like no. jump out of my chair. No, however, you will recognize a character that he's played. He played Lando Calrissian's bionic aid in Empire. He's the bald guy with the robot things on his head. Oh shit! That's pretty big. That's big. That's pretty awesome, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. I had never thought about that dude before. Yeah, nor I. <laughs> but so I, I looked him up on IMDb. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> It seems like this was just like this marvellous time to work in sci-fi or on TV or, well, yeah, you know, yeah. TV and movies. Because he featured in Doctor Who, Blake Seven, The Saint, The Avengers. It's, it just really reminded me of the fact that this was a time in, in British TV history when so many fantastic legendary shows were born. Okay, real quick. Go so you're John Hollis, I want to say? Hollis. Hollis. Um, uh, but you're only now, look, looking back, you're only allowed to star in one of those. Which one would you pick? Oh, wait, star? Not like uh, guest feature. Guest feature. Well, I mean, we're doing a Doctor Who podcast, aren't we? So okay, yeah. don't do aside others because those were some big hits. Blake Seven is big. I mean, I think it probably would be Blake Seven for me. Blake Seven is also one of those shows that really it chimes with my childhood. It's just you know I remember yeah. seeing that as a kid. Although I'd probably go Empire. Empire was is that all you were saying? Uh, the Saints and the Avengers. Wasn't he in... You said oh, like, Empire. Yeah, oh, Empire. I thought you'd been just the BBC stuff. I don't know. No, yeah. uh, no, no, sorry. In that case, fuck Doctor Who. We're doing <laughs> yeah. <an> Empire. <laughs> sorry, Who. Obviously joking. Fans. Obviously <laughs> joking. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. So, so we've done what to Professor Sondergaard. Okay, different question. Go on. Where are all the Salonian women? They died out in the Salonian winter. <laughs> 500 years back. Oh, I don't know. I maybe the they're fu- just... I mean, none of them... Were well, like, they the first ones to mutate, maybe, and that's why we don't see them. Maybe, but then they, none of them freak out at the sign of Joe or... Uh, I know, I know. I mean, there should be a fucking crazy-style alien-cubed mutiny yeah. on the space base when when she shows up. They should go like, we thought your entire half of the species had gone extinct. Actually, we work for a guy who wants to start a colony with just old dudes. There's a wider point here. So none of this, there are no Salonian women, but there are no space waste women as well. There are no what, sorry? There are no human women. 
No, there are no women whatsoever. There are no women. So there are no Salonian women. There are only women. male no. colonists, or are they? Or, shall we or call a them male colonists? colony? Yeah. And when they send, uh, like, the authority, whatever his name is, not the administrator, that's the guy who gets killed, right? But when they when they send the arbiter, investigator, the investigator who has a whole entourage, of, just dudes of copper-headed dudes, glorious yeah. copper-headed dudes. <laughs> Hey, you got that job as an investigator? Cool. Copperhead. You're going to have to shave your head. Why? It'll all become clear. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even fucking hating. I was all wicked. I was really... In, I, do you know what? It, it, it actually really... Cosplay reminded, material? Potential cosplay? It reminded me of um, later iterations of Time Lord garb. Yeah, I thought about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, later or... Oh, no, earlier, actually, previous maybe. and... and but, but, like, they become more coppery regal. Later, don't they? Yeah. Before. Did these guys, I don't remember, do they have anything that sort of sticks out? Do they have no, a giant no, collar no. or anything? It's, it's, it's just the head. It's yeah. really like bold. Like, yeah. You know, it's like your it's head like has been bald in. Your yeah. head has been bronzed. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yum. Anyway, he, they were cool. Mm. All right. So much for that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I literally don't know why the fuck there are no women. It's, it was, it was every episode I just remember thinking, uh, well, at some point, well, in many ways, we didn't really see any of Solos. Any at all. Like we saw what of the planets, yeah. As in, we saw bits in mist, and we saw some caves, and we saw the the ant people or whatever. But we didn't see like a Salonian city or the uh, embassy over it here. It almost seemed like they didn't have embassies. They seemed like this tribal people. They, they reminded me a little bit of oh, what are they called? In you're not going to know this, but in Game of Thrones, there are the they're basically the barbarians. You know, if you imagine like Conan, his people. They're representing, oh, whatever, I can't remember what they're called now. Whatever, the dudes with the beards. So they, that's what they reminded me of, because they are, they're wearing pelts. By the way, see no animals on this planet. Because uh, <laughs> they killed them all and wore them as pelts. Story checks out. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're all warriors. They're all, like, they're toting swords and shit. Mm. They don't seem hugely civilized. They're incredibly gullible by anyone with, you know, blinking lights. It doesn't make loads of sense that a... Earth, so Earth wanted to colonize this place or, or use it as... Double by? That's not counter-transitive. No, sorry, <laughs> apologies. Um, but they, they, and they mine the shit out of it and they use basically indentured slavery, uh, just slavery, right? Yeah. Like, that's my reading. It's Colony in Space, the mm. serial that we already reviewed once. Yeah. It's sort of Colony in Space meets Pocahontas meets Powder. <laughs> Meet Braveheart. It's all of those. <laughs> Which, when you think about it, is some fucking feat of writing. Yeah. But then, still, I would say the reason we don't see any female characters is poor writing. Oh, yeah. Awful. I mean, just stupid. I mean, genuinely awful writing. Not just because, like, oh, well, fine, I get this is... We're still feeling the, you know, the reverberations of sexist BBC that we felt in black and white Doctor Who. We, we kind of still have that going on, but... I mean, it detracts from the realism of this people, of, of Solos. Well, no, and, and, but here's the funny thing. And to step outside of the narrative and actually just talk about the, like, writing, directing... Drink, people. Beauty, drink. Um, <laughs> shut up. Uh, but the progressive aspect was, is this the best, most fleshed-out black character? <gasps> That's my next question. That's my next question right? for you to start so, like, with. <laughs> apparently women women and black people can't share that like we're gonna do one we're gonna pick one actually sorry that wasn't entirely my next question but it is sort of my next question go on hit me so and i really want to preface this by saying this is maybe this is the point that you were about to make like this is this is kind of another milestone mm. in gaining you know in the direction of equality on tv we are seeing like among the, the evolution of representation exactly in, you know and clearly right now it's still kind of shit but like 
you know, it was really shit and it's getting less shit. Yeah, but, no. but now we have a one of the main characters who has a speaking part and who has agency in the, in the serial mm. is portrayed by a black guy. And we have not had that on Doctor Who so far. That's awesome. Everyone has just a, had a tiny role, normally been an idiot or a brute. A brute, a deaf brute. Often, yeah, yeah or a mute. mute brute. Yeah. Has been the muscle, basically. Has, have we had, oh, one good guy or good girl. Oh, I can never remember this. The something of the enemy, the enemy of the world. She's like the PA. No, she was one of the revolutionaries, I think, in okay, The Enemy no, of the World. That? Are you thinking of Astrid? I'm thinking of Astrid. Because that's, that's uh, no, she was like a blonde woman. Oh, okay. Is this going to be Was that? this? <laughs> this could be that. I'm not a racist, but... No, 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 no. <laughs> was he? I mean, did they have to pick the worst actor in the entire world on screen or stage ever? He was okay. He right? was terrible. Why was he bad? He was so bad. Oh, I'm bad. really sorry. He was... Do you know the what? worst actor? So I think it was something to do with his accent. He was meant to do a Cockney uh, accent. Was he meant to do yeah. a Cockney accent? Yeah. Because it and came... Then, yeah. But then it came off a little Afro-Caribbean at times, But because I, I basically wasn't sure what the actor was shooting for, whether he was, like, he had a home county accent and he couldn't do an Afro-Caribbean accent. He had an Afro-Caribbean accent or he was trying to suppress it and do a, you know, he ended up in some bullshit reason where he couldn't do anything. Um... But, yeah, I so know. he was the character was written as um, a Cockney, right? And when they cast a chap who this is from IMDb trivia or Tardis Weekly trivia or whatever, but they cast a chap who clearly couldn't do the accent. Uh, I, I could just not sack off the accent. Who directed this? I can't remember. Whoever directed this insisted that he keep doing the accents to everyone's surprise. Now I would and this say was the outcome. I would say that's not the actor's fault. No, 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 that's not the actor's fault. Everything else in his performance is his fault. Like, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm just saying, like, this guy is a terrible actor. I disagree. Look at his hand work. Look at what he does with his hands. Like, he does not know what to do with his hands. Trivia about that role. Do you know who was shortlisted for the role of this character? By the way, the character is named Cotton. If it's not Yul Brynner, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> Joking. I have it, no idea. It was the son of Yul Brynner. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We've met him. Colin Baker. Shit! Colin Baker was shortlisted for the role of Cotton. Yeah, how, how cool is that? And it would have she been asked him that when we met him. I, well, yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> it would have been a very different portrayal, I imagine, had it been Colin Baker. Yeah, very cool. I wonder if Colin Baker maybe at that time didn't have as much clout. You know, like he, he wasn't the Doctor yet, obviously. So maybe he was starting out, and it was a big Doctor, it was a big BBC production. And he was like, "Fuck it, they want me to do a Cockney. I'll just do a Cockney." I'll just do exactly what they tell me to do. I have no idea. Or if he had lent a little bit of his persona to the character. Still. Either way, very different and very interesting, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool, but cool. Out, but out of Stubbs and Cotton. Stubbs buys it. Oh, yeah. That's progressive, he as does. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Got another question for you. Go. On. Okay. So, would this serial have been a one-parter? <laughs> had. Had Kai refrained from heckling the administrator during the Independence Day speech? It did seem like a thing he didn't need to do. He is about to receive what he then has to f- spend five episodes fighting for. So it's almost like Gandhi... See, the parallel I'm going to make here is Gandhi yeah. and independence from the British Empire. Okay. I presume this is essentially, you know, because basically, you know, the Empire... The whole thing was part. written as a, a take on apartheid, by the way. Okay, fine. Mm. Uh, but, you know... This, yeah, yeah, sure. Go for it, go for it. I mean, neither Mandela nor Gandhi heckled... You know, <laughs> as it was, I mean, obviously they were pissed and they were just like, you're right, just like, wait till the ink is dry. Wait until the ink is yeah. dry. Yeah. And then we can do some shit. If Kai could have just kept it in his pants, yeah. Yeah. 
it would have been I don't understand I don't understand what the point of, of him objecting to this ceremony that the ceremony is there to deliver to his people what he re- has requested and I don't understand so, yeah he's pissed he's pissed at the treatment right so, I get that so was Gandhi so was Mandela of course uh, understandably so Keep it on your fucking... Yeah, yeah, anyway. Also, the thing that really annoyed me, aside from, like, the fucking your people for everything you've ever wanted, you yeah. know, is the... Why start the chant with four people on a space base? Wait, why start the what? The chant is like, freedom, freedom. Oh. Or it's like, you're not going to get a lot of traction with four people. <laughs> it's like the one dude that tries a Mexican way by himself. Like, just... <laughs> sad. So, the first person to fail at starting a slow clap. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, oh, move. Oh, no, we gotta leave. <laughs> Change my name and move to a different country. <laughs> what did you think of Kai? Let's do both Kai and Varan. Which one's Varan? Varan is the like warlord. Oh, he is um, right. The incredibly the patriotic, uh, but like the barbarian whose son is sacrificed. But basically. he's a, like he's he's a freaking um. Oh, fuck me, sorry, I need a name. <laughs> he's the incredibly patriotic Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Like, uh, he seems to really give a shit about his people. But? But betrays <laughs> them often, consistently. Yes, because he wants to remain in charge. Sorry, I haven't seen this here in a couple of weeks now. He, he does that. Wait, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Let's start with Kai, because that's a slightly more straightforward character in a way, paradoxically. Kai is, he reminded me a lot of the character of, what's his name? Gorilla Bob in um, Dalek Invasion of Earth. Mm-hmm. The, the guy who ends up with Susan. Yeah. In that he, aside from the casting choice, like, oh, well, we picked the young, attractive guy. The Aside from that, he has a, a certain energy about him of being like the survivor, the, the guerrilla soldier, even though he's sort of the pacifist. Mm. Just a survivor. I liked him, but I couldn't get away from the fact that he is played by Biggs, a.k.a. Red 3 of Star Wars. What is up with the Star Yeah. We, who pilfered who? I assume Star Wars pilfered all the Doctor Who. first? This uh, well, came first, I think. Yeah, this came first, because yeah. Star Wars was 79, 77, maybe? Oh, who knows? No one knows. We could never find out. I dare you, internet. The uh, it, Yeah, I couldn't get away from that. I just kept seeing him with a mustache. So, like, you know, that's you. That's Biggs. Shooting uh, womp rats. <laughs> no, but okay, so I, I liked him. However, I, I felt that his evolution was... <laughs> it was so interesting that it, it really pissed me off that we didn't get more of it. We didn't get to understand more of it, and it didn't take up more space in the plots. His metamorphosis through insectoid to powder, mm. that's a, worth a serial in itself. Do you know what? And instead he just acts as an agent for... It. I, I completely... And I, I only just watched this serial in its entirety yesterday. Yeah. And I entirely forgot that he basically evolves into like a glowing ball of light. Oh, he turns into God. He did. He that was one of like... my notes. One of the intros was supposed to it's be. It's in my notes. It's in my notes. No, one of the, one of the <laughs> notes for the like the intro was supposed to be. Uh, this is the one with a Technicolor dream coat. Like what? The oh fuck yeah. Is... <laughs> Actually, it was amazing when he was just like, come, my child. Yeah, yeah come, my child. I shall powder out of here. <laughs> like Here's a, an escape hatch. It's like uh, Prince and Q from TNG did a, like a Technicolor bukkake on the lead singer of Twisted Sister. It's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I would watch that porno. <laughs> As would I. <laughs> His story is super interesting, but instead of actually focusing on that and focusing on where they're going as a species and what's going to happen with this planet afterwards, because we're going to end up with a planet full of cues, mm. right? Even the people, whatever his face was, the barbarian leader, even he is going to turn into a cue. We're going to 
to get the cue collective or continuum. Okay. So but we, instead of that, he just acts as a, a, a vessel for characters like Joe to act out her, you know, oh, sorry, I'm suffering from sacrifice my life for literally anyone I just met syndrome and, and uh, you know, bolt out of there. Okay, let's table Joe for a second. Oh. We're going to have to talk about Joe. Yeah, we do. But we actually, I, I'm, spoiler alert, Go I'm positive Joe. Now, I, I, I sort of almost promised myself after a little bit of feedback we got, that I'll, I'll try to have, have, you know, have more effort to suspend my disbelief. Yeah. Evolution. Yes. So a couple It of goes th- in cycles of 500 years, right? Well, okay. <laughs> now, here's where I was able to suspend my disbelief, right? The mm-hmm. idea that this is a two, you know, uh, thousand year long year, as it were, human years to, to Salonian years. Yeah. Um, I thought was cool. I kind of, you know, they worked that out and there was like, oh, well, this is now bringing in summer and there is like some heightened evolution change. I'm sort of okay. I'm sort of, sort of okay knowing that actually evolution is millions and millions of years. It's an imperceptible change. You'll never fuck, you know, whatever. But but two things that really fucked me off was evolution doesn't happen in a person. That person is, you know, is like a branch in or or the bee, you know, the organism. Yeah. Things don't evolve yeah, right. but but they they got to get uh, out of jail free card with that in this serial, right? Because they said, well, it probably normally wouldn't happen like that. It would happen over the course of a ridiculous two thousand no, 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 years. No, 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 but 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 because of the shit that they put in the atmosphere, that's what's accelerated. Yeah, but this. that couldn't that still can't work because like once uh, you're fucking no, bull- because sci-fi like that that's the that's the get out of jail right, free fine, card. Fine, fine, because wibbly wobbly stuff okay. in the atmosphere. Did okay. you not see the firestorm? That looked amazing, dude. I, Obviously, they're insects now. Well, more to it. Then the okay. other thing that then I could <laughs> suspend my disbelief about was: okay. Is this planet more than one year old, one Salonian year old? Oh, right, that's a good question. What were they beforehand? What were they beforehand? And so you, you know, in a cycle's time or in a season's time, they're going to evolve into super, you know, into powder, into energy, whatever, pure light. Fuck, well, I don't know. And then is it just done? Like, I have a theory. is it literally one generation's worth of people? I have a theory. Go on. Holy smokes. I think I just had a, like a brain gasm. Check this out. Right, Do you remember me. when, as hey, in, wait, 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 podcast land. Has everyone sat down, you got a beer. This is going to be amazing. Well, I don't know if it's going to be amazing. Stop bigging it up, man. So check, check this out. So I, I, I think possibly this may have been what the writer's intention was. So do you remember when they look at the tablets, the things that the Time Lords, for no reason whatsoever, have sent the Doc and Joe to give to they don't know whom? We have to talk about that. Wait. Yeah. Park it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're getting to it. We will get Pin. Uh, Kai looks at it. Biggs. He looks at the tablets and he goes, hmm, check this out. About 500 years ago, we were like super clever. And we had language and writing and everything. There's writing all over this place, man. But we have no idea what it says. That means 500 years ago, aka one season ago, as we will learn when we get to pin number one, which was the, this is how anthropology works. Mm-hmm. 500 years ago, there was a different season and presumably the people went through a different evolutionary stage, as in on a personal level. They went through a different evolutionary stage, lost it, powdered the shit out of there and left another set of people. On how, this planet. How did they leave this other set of people? Is what I'm trying to say. They went to the Q continuum or some shit. But when you're powder, you're powder, aren't you? I don't know. I don't know. They're at a Twisted Sister concert. <laughs> the, so I, I reckon... I, 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 I reckon... Okay, so I reckon... <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me. I reckon... That, <laughs> it's that, hard, right? I reckon that the evolution is not the evolution of 
the species. It's generational. Exactly. And at some point... All of the stuff that we just experienced is going to get lost because there are going to be out. new insects that have no idea what it says on tablets. That cannot be how it works. I think that's what they meant because otherwise, why would we even learn that 500 years ago there was language that, you know, someone figured out the evolution. Oh, we're no longer here. Okay, so no, so that must not, be not generational, it's seasonal, right? So, yeah, sorry, seasonal. Yeah. So in a season, 500 years worth of people, let's, say, let's call that... I don't know, 10 generations. Sure. Right? Let's yeah. Say two well, I mean, we don't know, but Let's say two if they're sort of like humans, then sure. Do you lose everything you've ever fucking felt or thought in 10 generations? Well, I mean, the insects, mutants, they have already lost almost all personality, right? Mm. Almost all of what they were before. And before that, they were just like regular humanoids. So they, you know, they create a whole new language every season. I, well, maybe it's like a Matrix thing. It's just on an endless loop. <laughs> Well, apparently, it must be on the most endless loop, if that's what you're proposing. Yeah. yeah, that is what I'm proposing. But maybe they've only been around for, like, two seasons. Oh, sorry, two years, you know? That would, I mean... If, that... we can have a, if we can have a species that metamorphs every 500 yeah, years, so. then we might as well have a species that's only been around for 2,000 years and has developed language and intelligence and everything. Am I... I'm, I'm right, right? Well, you're, you're not I think, right. Well, I mean, I'm onto something here, right? You're onto something. I will concede the plausibility... Yeah. With a question mark of, or the 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 asterisk being that of Doctor Who, yeah, the plausibility that possibly might exist. Yeah, and look, and that's, that's good enough for me. That's good to, enough for me. And to those listeners that don't understand, I'm write to my mum. This is a, an epic moment, mum. You'll never guess what Nick just said. Whilst whilst <laughs> sci-fi doesn't have to be, uh, you know, and incredibly logical or other things, they have to infer, uh, they follow an internal logic. Otherwise, it don't make any motherfucking sense. Well, I think this is proof of internal logic okay i'm with and you. possibly also proof of the absence of external logic <laughs> you know the, the it, yeah. it, it works within that that within t- that incredibly narrow band of six episodes yeah. that kind of i mean part of that plot line culminates in the doctor and uh, what's his face uh, lando's buddy mm. piecing together the 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 plates, the, the the tablets, going, this is a swiggle and this is a circle. That means this, you know? Here are loads of little suns. There's a sun, sun, sun. There are four of them. That means it must be seasonal because every planet has four seasons. This thing has a squiggle and this thing has a squiggle. That means 2,000 no, years. Don't spoil your theory now because there are many holes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I will concede. <laughs> So, uh, let's take let's, uh, a couple of things we bought. Oh, yeah. Joe. Joe. Okay, take it away. Real quick. That pantsuit that she's rocking is mm-hmm. frosty as fuck. That is... She is well-dressed. They're like a crocodile pantsuit thing. Uh, wait, is that is that how you took... Th- what that you took that to be? I don't know. It just looked cool from my, like, Mac, you know, <laughs> Mac perched on a sofa. I feel like Hillary would have won if she rocked a pantsuit like that. <laughs> okay. Um, I wrote... I like that Joe is wearing every grandmother's two-seater sofa from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I liked it. I thought she's fresh as fuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's not beautiful. But the pants are... Wait, are you saying she's I mean, not beautiful? She's, I'm sure she's beautiful. That wasn't the point I was making. I'm saying, look... Okay. Anyway, so that really helped my enjoyment. <laughs> like, six okay. episodes, I just kept thinking, that's a great pants. Awesome outfit. Uh, well done, Joe. And then secondly, yeah? full of the agency, I really liked her. I really liked her too, except for the fact that she yet again sacrificed herself or was willing to sacrifice herself for literally nothing. Now. Zero to sacrifice in two seconds. Is it? No, no. Joe Grant. Okay. 
But yeah. let's twist this. Let's take this round. Okay. So she knows that she's um, so as a companion, she's privy to these amazing worlds and all these things, but also at their most critical points. So she knows it's for something. It's not for her, but it's for other people. It's like the most selfless person. I'm kind of into it because it's consistent. She's always doing this. It's definitely consistent. I will grant you that. Mm. Yeah. I, I will Joe grant you that. I liked her as well. Joe Grant is, is sort of growing on me as mm-hmm. a companion. Yeah, I, I like her. Very much like the fact that she just jumps into the TARDIS in the beginning as well. It's just like, oh, adventure. You know, like, oh, wait, this is happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's a good character. Also, when uh, the Doc is making his little, making a little gizmo at the beginning. Oh, which gizmo is this? I don't know, right, right at the beginning. Like oh, the I see. Scene, he's making a gizmo. Like, Doctor, what are you making? <gasps> I just fully expect him to go, why, Joe, this is a crack pipe. <laughs> like, like, it looks suspiciously like you should take some... I'm about to smoke a bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since we're talking about the opening scene, was it a little bit too sudden, perhaps, or was it just right that the... Time Lords dispatched a, a shitball <laughs> to the doctor's office. The doctor's workshop. Like, hmm, there's a shitball. Get in the TARDIS. We're going to send you somewhere. What if he'd have said no? He's not going to, and they probably know that he that he won't. <gasps> Holy fuck. Do they know exactly the outcome of his mission, given that it's a, they're, you know, they're time, time people? Yeah. I mean, shouldn't he? Well, he's not on Gallifrey. He's not with the Gallifreyans, and maybe therefore he there's a disconnect. But they're they're the ones going. Oh, we need someone to hand this over to someone else. Send the shitball to the doctor. Shall we tell him whom to deliver to? No. Shall we tell him what it's about? No. Why do they care? Are they good or bad? Maybe it's that the oh yeah that's no that's a very good question. Is could it be that? I was going to say Why maybe they're they trying have to, these things. Well, maybe I was going to say maybe it's that they're trying to right a wrong and that the the, the marshal's coup d'état was never meant to happen. But yeah, it was. I mean, there yeah, was. Yeah, it was, and it would have worked had it not been for you pesky time lords. But 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 yeah, wait. Why do they have the tablets in the first place? Why do they? Did care? they just take the tablets? They just go, hey guys, these will be super useful in five hundred yeah. years potentially. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Why do they care is my bigger question. Oh, we get absolutely... Because six episodes of a great serial, that's why. You save it for the reviews. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> You're right. But, yeah, no. I mean, I... So, as we... we as a slight comparison, uh, not to do not to do the retrospective early, but, like, you know, versus the unit-driven ones, yeah, the brig-driven ones, and the master-driven ones, or some melange of those... Mm. Oh, no master. No master, oh, no yeah. brig. Yeah, that's no true. master, no brig. I was digging. I missed them both. Right, I definitely missed them both. But I even was, the master, even though I even, mean, we've both been yeah, saying we're kind of even over, even on him. And I was, uh, and I sort of like um, the swashbuckling uh, aikido as what well. Is right? You, you know, no, 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 you don't no, like no, this. No, no, no. Well, let, let me get to the end of this. Okay, so yeah, sorry, sorry, I, sorry. What you know? So absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Right. A break makes me feel better about those things. Yeah. Doing them in like eight fucking cereals in a row makes me go, oh god. But now I'm thinking, I'm ready for some break. Yeah. I'm ready for some Delgado. Well, I'm ready for a little bit of Aki. You're a lucky guy because I'm pretty sure Delgado shows up in the next one. That's fine. Yeah. See, I'm feeling good about yeah. that. Just give me a break. Exactly. Yeah. You you don't want the Salonians in every episode. Or any, <laughs> any more episodes. <laughs> Ever again, please. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
Hang on. Check this out. Uh, the administrator, mm. who's in the very beginning. Did you recognize him? I don't. Was he in Star Wars? No. <laughs> but we have encountered him on Who Back When twice before. Oh. He's played by Jeffrey Palmer, who was the captain in Voyage of the Damned in New Who, and we met him in Classic Who as Masters in the Silurians. That's Jeffrey Palmer! That's Jeffrey Palmer of, I think, James Bond fame, I think, is the most of prominent lots of thing. Things. Of lots of things. But to me, it's just, oh, James Bond, James Bond. Now, all I can think of is the word avuncular. <laughs> avuncular Jeffrey avuncular Palmer. Avuncular Jeffrey Palmer. Isn't this what we called him the last that, time as well? Yeah, yeah. That's what you called him on the Voyage of the Damned. Oh, I see. It's avuncular, <laughs> like, well, that's what Drew called him. <laughs> That's all I can think of. I can think of Oxo and Avuncular. Um, or Bisto. One or two. He was on like a, cur- a, a gravy advert. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. Oh, God. All right. Uh, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. What were we talking about? We had nothing but tangents. Yeah, this show is all tangent tangents. central. <laughs> How? Okay, right. Go for it. I'll go on. I'll go on. I'll go on. Let's hear it. Um, the, the 30th century Earthman. I, I'd like to... And this is maybe a challenge back at podcast land. What is the timeline... In Doctor Who, for the human race. And all its splinter factions and whatever. Because I feel like by the 30th century, we had a cat hospital somewhere. Wasn't that the 51st century? I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to see someone, like an infographic, like stick that together. Wait, hang on. Not us, Leon. <laughs> Wait. <this laughs> Definitely could... not us. I-, I could do this on the website. Do not do this. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this on the website. Right, you it, can fucking do it. It, it. it might be interactive, I... and then you have a timeline, and you, you pick the thing. Oh, I'm seeing it in front of me now. You oh pick the God. year, and then that takes you to the episode in which you get to see the humans. Why did I say it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> anyway, if anyone else wants to do it, then please, uh, I will. Else. I'll host your your app on uh, on whobackone.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be super interesting to see <laughs> if we could like piece together between us all of the humans. I mean, other shit, okay, yeah, less, but like the various human empires and whatever. Um, but the Marshall is holy fuck, doing. holy oh, shit! Oh my god, stop! Wait, 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 wait. Okay, <laughs> I'll, fine, I'll, I'll cut this here. Yeah, but, but it, why don't we? Because Todd's Wikia does this actually, but then they don't have the fun- functionality. They add the year that something takes place. Yeah. Uh, why don't we just do that? I'll add it as a custom field, and and then we can sort the episodes chronologically. <sighs> Did, okay, fair did, enough. Did that's you just come a little cool. bit? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, right? I would have to spend maybe a couple of days <laughs> <laughs> going back through all of these episodes. Right. So, like, like Jack, yeah, I'm just going to claim founding credits. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said it. Wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> like, and not do any of the work. This is it. This is it. I'm going to do this. I want to be able to chronologically sort all the episodes. Because that, I think that would life be works. So I friends. reckon this would be amazing. And then you it can see like, be. oh, wait. And then New Earth happened before this, but it happened after, you know, whatever. All right. Okay, anyway, start, back to the show. Also, everyone tweet us if you think that's a good idea. Yeah, please do. Now, I was going to go... This is a circuitous <laughs> route to the Marshal. Yeah. Uh, he is the most comic... Oh. Like, despots, martial law, general. You know, like, he's uh, yeah. he's a horrible <laughs> fuck, but he's also like... He's like the colonel from Zorro were actually mean. So the Marshal was just like, I couldn't... I hated him, but I also... He wasn't menacing. It wasn't menacing. No, but mainly, wasn't he also not menacing? Because, I mean, th- at no point was there any reason for the Doctor not to just not beat him. He, The, the Doctor could have outed him in front of the investigator at any point. 
It sounds like you're. T- He's gay. Just go. Just in case everyone was right. Oh, no, that's not what I meant. That'd but I mean, maybe that'd be all. Yeah. Maybe that's why he wants a colony of all men. But but the but in in general, he could have literally at any point stopped him. Yeah. Right. He could have used science when he was oh, no, in the lab. Well, they, he could have used no, no, uh, just the truth when the he was with the investigator. No, the reason he didn't with the investigator is because um, uh, the marshal had Joe. Yeah. Uh, so he goes, hey, investigator, arrest this man. There are people in that room right now. Stop access to it. Stop the docking thing. Done. Go and look for yourselves. If, if there is someone there, then you are saving their lives. If there's no one in there, then I'm, I'm fibbing. The investigator sends someone there, goes, okay, well, either there are three people in there or there are three corpses in there. Either way, the doc told the truth. Let's put the marshal in a space lock. Holy smokes. Just remembered the hull breach scene. <laughs> we'll, get yes. we'll get to it we'll get to it we'll get to it Marsh- that's the next thing we're talking about because we have to talk about that because that's incredibly bonerific no 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 let's talk about this <laughs> why invent a space base which never isn't fun to say space base space base yep uh, space of base yeah now <laughs> why invent one that your whatever weapon you have can shoot directly through it well, how? Wait, hang on. Remind me how. That's how, how the whole bridge. How is it caused? It's caused by one of the guards firing at someone, missing, and ripping a fucking hole in. Well, you know what? Everyone knows you don't fire your weapons aboard a space base. Well, fine, but don't you know. carry weapons. I mean, you could maybe say that as a ground rule, but <laughs> just yeah, it seems like a thing that might happen. Yeah. Well, it did in this one, and how great was it? <laughs> it was so good. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of those styrofoam tiles that you have on the roof of every office building in the world. Yeah. And how flimsy, you know, they just yeah, yeah. peel away. It's like, it's you made your space base out of that? <laughs> yeah, you just like but isn't, it, but isn't it wonderful that it's there's really a wonderful. hole into space, and they're just... Holding on. It, they're just holding on <laughs> long enough to last a week between episodes, and then... There's an oxygen shell. Or whatever bullshit. There must be an oxygen Whatever bullshit show, there is. Because they movie. can breathe. <laughs> yeah. But wait, no, no, no. Because they say, oh, this place is going to depressurize within, you know, we only have a minute or something before this place depressurizes. There's a wall missing from this room and you're in space. <laughs> <laughs> How do you have a full minute? <laughs> it's a really good oxygen shell, aren't they? I don't know. I, I don't know either. But it's great. I loved it. <laughs> I really like most of, if not all of the special effects. Same here. I really enjoyed the mutants or mutts, but I really hated when they said mutts because it freaked me out. Oh, really? It just felt awful, didn't it? It was like a really super horrible thing. Like, they, they got that right. Apparently, they were originally called mutts. And they, and they changed them to, uh, maybe I'm not pronouncing that correctly, and then they changed it to Mutz. And the reason that they changed it was because, uh, as I said, this was a take on apartheid. Mm. And apparently Mutz was an actual racial slur. Oh, shit. Used in, in South... Exactly. Well, so, well, maybe that was, because well, it sounded fucking real. It really did. It's gritty. It, it It makes you think of, I mean, it makes you think of dogs, sort mm. of, a, yeah. Rabid dogs or whatever, but but also mutants, short mm. for mutants. It's no, it's a. It's very, um, in a sort of foreshadowy way, District 9. Like. <gasps> That's in my notes! That's in my notes! It's not, I'm watching it, I'm reading He's not watching my notes. He is notes. sitting across from it's, me and the nothing, notes are facing nothing in the notes. He's just a blank page. Oh, I'm going to find the notes. Oh, and wait, do wait, what? I've said, uh, mutant costume looks fantastic, but why do they look like insects? The whole idea is reminiscent of District 9. Boom. But the other way around. 
District 9 is Road Minister. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, you're right. Also because we have the metamorphosis in District 9. Mm. In a way, yeah. Spoilers for District 9. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry if people who were really good. It's a really good movie. It's a great movie. You should have seen it eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they really hate Nigerians. Why do they look like insects? Um... Why? Because it seems like a roundabout way from going from humanoid to powder. It, like the, it doesn't go human, cockroach, twisted sister. It, it, there's something else in between, and you'd imagine that it would be, you know, it would look right in between. Like, oh, now we're glowy humans. Oh, now we're just the glow. You know? Yeah, I think that's a level of ignorance I'm fine with. Or is it like a larvae stage in a way? Like, oh, well, like goes into a cocoon. Yeah, basically. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. just miss that bit. Because that would be bullshit to watch, wouldn't it? <laughs> just <Probably>. like, <laughs> here's Kai in his cocoon. They do that in Babylon 5, and it's pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Delenn. <laughs> oh, Delenn. Oh. And then she comes out with hair. It's a great Rogaine. Space it. Rogaine. I can't help you with that. Delenn. <laughs> Stop saying Delenn. <laughs> that was her name. I, who cares? <laughs> I'll show you pictures later. No, I won't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Did she marry the captain? Spoilers for Babylon 5. <laughs> <laughs> also, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. No! <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot where I was fucking going. I haven't even seen Cop Out yet. <laughs> Wait, I'll go for a different one. I haven't even seen The Last Boy Scout yet. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. How do you feel about the doc? Oh, the doctor's fantastic. He is current. So this iteration, and I'll get to it in my reviews, is pitched right. He's scientist. He's investigator. Oh, sorry. He's scientist. He's investigator. He's a little bit swashbuckly, but not entirely so. He's not James Bond. Wait, you mean in this serial in specifically? This serial. Oh, I see. He's not too James Bond. He's he's the doctor I know. Yeah, he's more doctor now than than secret agent guy. Mm. There is one really season, there's not one season, one scene, one action sequence that is... With Varan. Where he ran? Well, no, with Varan. Who's Varan? Oh, he's the, the fucking... Dude, yeah. Why can I never remember his name? Uh, no, when, when he ran through the forest, oh, yeah. that scene is incredibly well-paced, it's well-directed, and then it ends on possibly the only secret agent man hmm. moment of the serial where he beats the crap out of a guard and goes, Goodbye. And then turns the other way. It's a beautiful scene. But the tension of him running through the mist. Oh, anyway. Sorry, I digress because of my boner. I very much enjoyed The Doctor. The Doctor, I think, was pitched incredibly well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was a little bit too much of a pushover, do you not think? In what regard? Well, he is prepared to sacrifice an entire species for two gods who changed their minds, one revolutionary and his companion. And zero guarantee that either one of them are going to be left alive at the end of it. He's just willing to sacrifice a whole... Uh, the Salonians, I mean. No, he cleans the planet up at the behest of the, the Marshal. Yeah, but I mean, what's going to happen next? He oh, tells yeah, I guess the... he does know what's going to happen next. Yeah, he tells the inspector, all good, don't worry about it, inspector leaves or is shot or whatever, yeah. uh, or sent down to the planet. Yeah. And then either he gets another chance to terraform uh, Solos, or he gets turned into, you know, nuclear waste. Yeah. As do Although, the or he Or the doc's just betting on himself and thinks in the interim, once the investigator's fucked off, he'll, have, he'll hatch another plan. Because the doc is like that. He does. He, you are right. And he, the doctor knows that he's on a family show. <laughs> <laughs> he can't die. Yes, exactly. he can. Yes, he can. Multiple times, I guess. Mm. Uh, in that scene at the end, what did you think of the Marshal's outbreak? Mm. 
It's um, yet another case of, no, I won't. I'm going to do this and they'll pay for it and blah, blah. Oh, no, everyone's watching. Yeah. Um, you didn't hear me, did you, Investigator? What, what did make me think that it's like, you know, you've all been watching this entire time. This space space is fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> and you've all been complicit this entire time. Yeah. Yeah, they're all gonna, you know, they're all gonna claim the Nuremberg Defense of, uh, yeah. Marshall told us to do it, we were just following. That's one of the things that comes up for really? Nuremberg Defense, yeah, because he's talking to his, what was the other, um, scientist? The, like, space based scientist? Uh, he had a German name, I think. Yeah. Like I've written Ziegler it down somewhere. Or some shit, I don't know. Something like that, I can't remember. I've written it down somewhere. Uh, go for it, go for it. But I, I don't he remember. He says, this. well, I was just doing what I was told, and the doc says, wow, that's, you know, that's a, you guys always say that, don't you? Jaeger. Um, Jaeger. Mm. Yeah, it's like the Milgram effect. The what, sorry? Uh, Stanley Milgram. Was, so he did the thing in the, like, the 50s about uh, getting people to seemingly torture other people because a guy in the white, uh, in the white lab coat said to do so. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Point. No, I'm familiar with yeah. this. Yeah. Milgram effect. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, mm. Interesting. I didn't know it was called that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's called something, but yeah. that's what I'm calling it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he was named after... Uh, I didn't. I didn't actually do the research. I didn't look him up, but he was named after another actor on Doctor Who mm. called something Jaeger. I would have called him something over a war criminal. Rather, also, <laughs> like, Jaeger means hunter. Oh, Jaeger. Is that what Jaegermeister means? Hunter master. Yeah, hunting that, master. Hunting master. Master hunter. Master. Okay, that makes mm. sense now. It's mostly just been blackout drunk master. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my heart doing this funny thing, master? <laughs> Okay, so I don't. I didn't remember him saying that. I remember him being a complete fanatic, Jaeger. Because doesn't he even go to the marshal on numerous occasions and go, "No, we got to do it this way. Stop everything. It, it, the doctor needs to do this, and he's got a better way of doing it." And then now I'm going to dispatch he's, missiles and yada yada. He's all about his reverse particles. Oh yeah. Oh re- yeah. Exactly. Reverse their particles. Inversing. Inver- uh, particle inversion. But was it inversion or? Yeah. Isn't it inversion? Because he's going to invert the shit ball so that we see the out outside on the inside and the inside on the outside it's like i don't want to see the inside of your shit ball but but no it's just oh yeah it's isn't it also going to invert the everything it's going to invert particles it's not it's not an inside outer it's a particle inverter i can't tell you anything about particle theory so i don't know if that's good or bad but it doesn't sound like a panacea no but it's treated as one in this episode mm. in the serial it's also the techno babble that is used probably the most often in this entire serial. Reverse those particles. <laughs> How do you know if you're wearing underwear? Oh, I could unbutton my trousers, but I'll just use the particle inverter on my jeans. Is is the <laughs> particle inversion or whatever like early who's uh, before they understand the power of the, the sonic, sonic? The sonic. Well, we do also have the reverse the the neutron flow. Re- wait, hang on. What is it? Shit. Reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. The Thank you. Oh, wow. For a second there, I thought I, it, it was gone. It's just like, wait, there's a chunk of my brain missing. What else have I lost? Uh, okay. Slight tangent again. Uh, how it. did you feel about the Gregor Samsas? They were... The, the actual outfits, hmm. the actual, like, insectoids, whatever, looks fantastic. Doesn't it, though? Oh, my goodness. Compared to the Zabi. Oh, yeah, much better than the Zabi. Oh, my goodness. These are, like, they're flexible. In agree, they're very so similar not in nature. But more core forwards or foreshadowings of other cinematic uh, masterpieces. But uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Ooh, yeah, You know yeah. when they, like, the ride ant. the, yeah, they, they ride the friendly ant? Yeah. That's what that shit reminded me of. Yeah, they do the exact same thing in um, Web of, not Web of Fear, holy shit, the Web Planet. 
mm. with the zombie. I mean, they've got a pet ant as well. Can't remember his name now. Um, People still download that episode, by the way. Why? Because it's a fun episode. It is a fun. It, it was back in the day when we still did things plot point by plot point, but it's still a fun episode, and with an internal mic only. <laughs> <laughs> and we were smoking cigarettes. Facebook and iTunes reviews and podcast land in general. Only cigarettes throughout the entire review. Fair enough. Yeah. I'd like to call upon a soundbite just for funsies. This is the first soundbite, uh, or a soundbite from the first episode, 10 minutes in. The passive-aggressive Tannoy announcer saying, I repeat, investigation, please. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> It's not like I've got anything else to do, <laughs> but if you could just see your way to investigating, that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> not like this is your job. Also, a, another soundbite, actually, also from episode one, three minutes in. Just a very weird repetition. I don't know if this was a, an odd... It's a fluff. It is a fluff, isn't it? It's the repetition of, I couldn't even if I wanted to. Yep. Aren't you going to open it? I'm not allowed to open it. Huh? Well, I couldn't even if I wanted to. No, I'm not meant to. I couldn't open it even if I wanted to. It's yeah. a fluff. Okay, so yeah, soundbite, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know, like, wait, is that, did they, they meant to cut one of those two, right? But then they kept both in or well, something? I think, I think they, they either didn't do a second well, Someone copy-pasted yeah, the line, I mean, bullshit, you know, pre-copy-pasted, proto-copy-pasted this yeah. line, yeah. Oh, here was another question that I was going to ask you. What did you think of the worst CPR ever? <laughs> <laughs> what, they're like, they're like individual colander. Uh, oh, oh, that, that, that the, oh, the, the, the YMCA. The, the very slow YMCA that, laying down. Yeah. This is, this is <laughs> CPR, apparently. The, the village people were just trying to keep <laughs> us all alive. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, wait, is it like, oh, it's like this, maybe. Sorry, where we're acting it out over yeah, here. Yeah, it, it's like, <laughs> that's not going to... And like you said, the individual colanders on your face isn't going to fail to shit, right? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, um, that was hilarious. Uh, I wish bringing people back to life as much as, as easy as it looked <laughs> clearly it's very easy i'm just gonna make you do the the horizontal macarena yeah <laughs> and the in slow motion <laughs> no mouth hey, to mouth or anything macarena. no mouth to mouth okay here's another one this is from ep- at the end of episode three but i don't remember this however my notes and i'm assuming it was hilarious but i don't remember it at all my note is worst gong ever <laughs> <laughs> Remind me, what, what did I mean by that? I don't know. <laughs> I have zero. Were there any gongs in this? I, I think so. Worst, worst gong ever. Is must, have been, must have just like could, could it have been, did Sondergaard, when he was in the, oh, actually, that's something we should talk about. When he was in the, he's wearing his uh, radiation suits, mm. and he's uh, in the, like, extra nuclear room, like the super it's twin peaksy kind oh, of room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, not in his, in no. his lead room. Like, when he's in, there's a cave where everything goes very Twin Peaks and... and oh, yeah, yeah. Because very clearly, this is the serial ahead of which the BBC got a hold of, like, new special effects, yeah. right? I love that about watching these Doctor Who. Oh, did you see the evolution of the technology the behind yeah, this? It's so amazing. amazing. Uh, but, but I think in that, is, is it possible that he actually... It's like hit a gong. <laughs> it's very possible. He went gong. This is the gong of the iridescent cave. Gong. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now I'm thinking it's the barbarians and they have a gong because they're more but likely to have a gong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you just be like, I've come to save you from this radiation in this gong? gong. <laughs> I hear this gong every time I'm about to have sex. Gong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Professor Soderbaum is is a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just call him? <laughs> I forgot what his name was, so I just called him the most southernmost island in Stockholm. <laughs> oh, Soderbaum. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> gorgeous lab set. Actually, gorgeous sets throughout. Yeah. Production value through the roof. I really enjoyed the outside of the space base. Also, more mm. calling forward really reminded me of Red Dwarf in spots with the outside shots of the hull and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Mm, okay, uh, let, let's end on one more soundbite. Right. This is from the very, very end of the serial because we always do this when this comes up. This is episode 6, 2140. Doctor, who did you say? Yeah, exactly. So we get another one of those. It's classic. You, yeah, you have to. Still. Yeah. They do the old, um, and this is going to sound awfully xenophobic, but I don't know. I This is the only way I've ever heard this. Sneaking off without saying goodbye is... Um, is an Irish... Something. Irish goodbye. Irish goodbye. Okay. Just, just, just sneak it off. They do that this again. Yep. Yeah. I know why. Because they don't need the credit, man. It's just out. <laughs> it's also, they don't get a signature or anything. You know, when a DHL chap shows up on your doorstep, they're like, could you put a squiggle on this thing, please? And they hand you a phone and they don't give a shit what you sign. It's like, oh, I'm going to write it, I'm going to draw a penis what on your little thing. What does that do? It's just, I mean, I'm assuming to that... indemnify the DHL guy or to, something. To prove that they have delivered it. And presumably, no one can fake your squiggle, your illegible squiggle on this thing. So it's proof against you. I'm assuming there's a like a CSI lab in the basement of DHL so that if you ever go, I didn't receive those whatever, those trainers that I ordered on Amazon or whatever, then they go, we have a crack team analyzing the penis that you drew on our, our staff member's mobile phone. Staff member. <laughs> oh, oh, staff and member. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, we need to get into some reviews. <laughs> oh, let's do that. Okay, rate, rate it, rate it. And now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey, la 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 Ratings. Go for it. Right. This is one of the most complete Pertwees. I don't know that it was its best in spots. It didn't have those big high points like um, like the Daemons or um, tell me another Pertwee episode. that we uh, Colony in Space. Colony in Space. Uh, but... Even, it was really even in all the things it needed to have. There was this... Claws of like, Yeah. I'm sorry. There was this uh, inter... Yeah, that was fun with the hair. That's great. Um, <laughs> there was this, this intergalactic geopolitical, like, f- wicked landscape. There were these, these indigenous people. There was, the you know, a horrible despot and a, a bureaucracy. Joe was good. The doctor was good. I was actually super into it when actually none of the elements, none of the specific elements super excite me, but the... the um, the total is greater than the sum of its parts. So I'm giving it a colossal 4.4. Oh, wow. Mind blown. Okay. Yes, I believe. I'm not going quite that high, but I, I'm also going to rate this very highly. The serial as, as a whole is wonderful, incredibly rewatchable. And this sort of harkens back to what you were saying before. This hark- this kind of ticks all those boxes of classic Who for me, like the remembering what it is, what 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 I felt and liked about it as a kid. This has all that because it has the adventure, it has the sci-fi, it has the techno babble, it has crazy monsters, and mm. you know it's a great special effects and terrible special effects as well now in retrospect. But I mean, I love all of it. The Doctor is perfect in this one. Personally, I I like swashbuckling Pertwee. I'm yeah. I'm kind of a fan of that. I, I'm okay with that being an interlude between Trouts and, and Baker, but but yeah, we don't we don't get tons of it. And 
because you said it, I probably wouldn't have thought about it, but because you said it, I prefer True Doctor to Swashbuckling Doctor. I'm not going to go through all the characters, blah, 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 blah. Here's one thing that, it, which is what, uh, what I'm bringing it down for, mm-hmm. and that is that at the end, it felt incredibly Scooby-Doo. It felt very Hanna-Barbera rushed. Because you have this thing where every single time that anyone is needed, they just happen to stumble in through the door when the investigator is in there. It's like, oh, well, uh, where's um, who's this Sondergaard that you're talking about? We'll never see him. Oh, cut to Sondergaard entering the room. <laughs> oh, that's not a professor. That's clearly Yul Brenner. <laughs> that's clearly the son of Yul Brenner, and he's been to Mardi Gras. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, well, we're never going to find out about the people who were in the nuclear waste disposal or whatever, mm. the, that shoot, that storage room or whatever it was. Oh, wait, hang on. Here they are. They're just in the room. And that entire ending, it was just, it was like the, the deus ex machina of this, that scene is the deus ex machina of this serial because literally every problem is solved by this magic door to the room that will let anyone enter who is required to resolve the issue. Although, yeah. I'm, I'm not... Go for it, go for it. dissuade you, but like before you get into a, you know, a death spiral, um, the whole evolution seasonal thing is cool. <laughs> That's cool, right? That's cool. It's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hang on. Okay. okay I'll, 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 fine. I'll, I'll, I'll tackle that now. It, it is, it's a two-parter because A, it is one of the dumbest things that we have encountered. <laughs> it's super dumb. It's so but dumb. also great. <laughs> but at the same time, I cannot stop smiling at how wonderful it is. Just like as a twist. That's yeah. cool. And also, just conceptually, that's fairly high-concept sci-fi. Maybe they could have finessed it a little bit. Well, like made children, it... yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in general, you yeah. could say, all right, so you have the whole metamorphosis and whatever. I would very much have liked them to have done more about it or more with it. They didn't. Fine, I get it. You can only squeeze so much into the serial, and they chose to do a rehash of Colony in Space mm-hmm. and Pocahontas and whatever. But the... Uh, uh, no, I loved it. Uh, fuck it, I'm giving it a four point... Oh... I don't know how this stands next to other things that we rated. I'm going to give it a 4.1. Go with your heart. 4.1. Boom. Lovely. Ka-ching, ka-ching. So, first up, as always, Paul, big with the synopsis. If you don't know, if you haven't, for some odd reason, not watched The Mutants before listening to this uh, review, go check out Paul. Yeah. Uh, And also, really sorry, because the last hour will have made no sense to you. (laughs) (laughs) But check it out. Thank you very much, Paul. Peter Zunich with the... The, with a review. Hello, Peter. So, Peter writes. <laughs> Peter writes. Sorry. Cider. I remember seeing an online rating for this and being unable to fathom why people don't like this as much as I do. Hmm. It is one of those Doctor Who stories that treat the, fa- the, the, the fantasy elements as if they were backed by hard sci-fi. It's an approach that always appeals to me. Stubbs and Cotton are great characters, and it's a shame that they never return. The same goes for the hippie Sondergaard. <laughs> Sonderman. <laughs> Sonderman, sorry. Uh, the the administrator's all-too-short appearance is enough to make us regret when he's gone, and the marshal's arrogance, ambition, and anger... <laughs> Thanks for all the A's there, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> The list marshals arrogance, ambition, and anger and alliteration are enough to make us both enjoy and despise him by the end. Indeed, the the acting carries the plot at times, though admittedly, there are some silly moments, especially during the action scenes. 
Indeed, the biggest production flub of the week must go to the vacuum into space scene. <laughs> I love this. We're apparently making a face is enough to keep you from being sucked in the void. Oh, I so loved good. that scene. That actually added points for me. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. Uh, he goes on, I found the creature of the week to be well done, although I'm not sure why the intermediate stage between person and angel is beetle. Yes, thank you. The retro rewrite this time is not for this story, but for a future series set on the Skybase as it is returning to Earth under Cotton's command. Shit, is there more Cotton? Holy smokes. But I thought you said there wasn't more Cotton. Wait, what? I don't think so. I th- I th- this is a rewrite. Oh, it's a rewrite. Sorry. Sorry. Fuck uh, me, dear Peter. <laughs> <laughs> this era of Earth's fictional history is so detailed that it is ripe for further exploration and conflict. Though there are some real profound plot conveniences, I ultimately feel that this is a tight script ultimately let down primarily by budget. Just imagine how much would have been lost if this story were black and white or telesnaps. I understand why it doesn't appeal to everyone, but I personally think it's a strong serial at the perfect time. Overall, I give it a, do you know how much could have been avoided if you had just given me the freaking key? 3.4. Nice Nice one. Thanks, Pete. I feel like I'm going to be out on a limb here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Also, what's a telesnap? Telesnap. Oh, see, you didn't sit through these. Oh, you sat through one, I think. The the re- the recons. Oh, the telesnaps. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, holy smokes, dude! I watched so many of those. Right. The last, the next one is years from... of my life. <laughs> That's why I have a white beard now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Next up. The next one is from Arthur Fuxaki. Hello, Arthur. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, but I can't ever see anything but Arthur Fugshake, because I'm a moron, apparently. Uh, okay, Arthur writes, There are plenty of Arthur Fuck's sake moments to choose from this serial, but the honour must go to the cliffhanger ending in episode four. Not only is it woefully bad, but also one of the slackest, most ludicrously unfeasible examples of TV writing I've ever been expected to swallow, dot, dot, dot. I am so happy. (laughs) Nice one. (laughs) The Monty Python-style opening was quite amusing, particularly when you consider that Doctor Who was often parodied on comedy shows and not usually the other way around. The series revisits once again topical events of the era, this time concerning itself with apartheid. It's been suggested that this is also the reason why a black actor was given a major role, although they missed the point somewhat, considering that he's clearly of Caribbean origin and not African. A lot has since been said about the actor's complete inability to deliver his lines convincingly. Thank although you. most of the supporting cast were pretty dreadful. Great stuff, by the way. <laughs> Look, it might not be in his fault, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. do. I'm not blaming the guy. I'm saying he was a terrible actor. I'm a terrible actor. Uh, okay. <laughs> he is. Check out Star Trek Swingfish. Please do. Uh, we need... Really don't. <laughs> Arthur Foxhead goes on. <laughs> the Marshal, on the other hand, was a really nasty piece of work and one of the most despicable Who villains thus far. However, the demonstration of his latent insanity towards the end was absolutely hilarious. I laughed hard when he revealed his plan of forcing the com- committee members to populate the planet for him to rule over. <laughs> all in all, this series was poorly executed <gasps> in many ways and would, no- uh, would normally rate it 1.8 but will in fact raise my score to 2.5 purely for its com- comedy gold value. Oh, for fuck's sake. I am, I am very surprised. I like that comedy gives you a 0.7 swing. <laughs> that is a big swing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Thank you very much for sending that in. Thanks, Arthur. Awesome stuff. Next up, we have Trenton Bless. What up, T-Dog? <laughs> Hello, Trenton. Trenton writes, Oh, and it was going so well. The Mutants was one of those signs that the production team is running out of steam. But what was so bad about this story? Let's find out together. 
Patrick Mulcan of Radio Times stated that the serial was peculiarly variable, with uneven performance in its quality. He wrote that the first episode is surprisingly leaden and unengaging, whereas episode four is one of the most stimulating and creatively innovative under Barry Lett's stewardship. He praised the design of the mutants and some of the cliffhangers. I share the same opinion of Mulcan. To me, most of Pertwee's error range from decent to amazing. This falls into the average category to me. I'm not the only one who thinks so. DVD Talk's John Sinnott, for example, gave the story two and a half out of five stars, calling it terribly average. Ooh. But a solid adventure worth watching. He was critical of acting, especially Rick James. What? Rick James? What? Wait, Rick James? What? Keep reading, I'm going to look. What? Super freak. And felt that overall it was too long and a bit convoluted. This story could have been four parts at least, if not five. Looking at other reviews for The Mutants, most ranged from two to three stars out of five. I can't help but agree. A 2.7 out of five is maybe enough to give this one a passing grade. I'd say watch it if you haven't. Seeing those mutants are totally worth it. I don't get why people call this the worst of the Pertwee era. I can think of one story that's pretty bad from this era, and oh, we'll get to that. Rick James. Rick James. Looked him up. Guess whom Rick James played? Cotton. Yeah, the worst actor. But that's clearly, clearly not Rick James. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, can he, we just, his name was also Rick James. Can we also just set out the rumour right now? The Rick, Rick James. James. <laughs> Rick, Rick James. James. Wait, wait. Now you know... <laughs> how to hashtag any tweets about this episode <laughs> hashtag rick james rick james <laughs> she's a very kinky girl <laughs> next up comes kyle hello kyle how you doing kyle Shazam. Uh, kyle rath writes <laughs> with an almost python-esque intro the serial tells the tale of lesser polished bits of the great and bountiful human empire the Doctor and Joe were sent a partially deflated and charred football. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> nice one. Thank you. Great minds. With some magic store, uh, stones inside and must find its rightful owner among a mixed bag of stormtroopers and rebels. <laughs> nice. Uh, let me say this outright, Kyle continues. The Marshal is a steaming pile of shit. He starts as a steaming pile of shit and his entire story arc propels him towards his ultimate end where he dies as a steaming pile of shit. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, this is not Carl speaking. This is definitely me. Uh, I feel like people should give more points for how shitty the Marshal was because that was his remit he, and he, he was, was utterly yeah. shit. He was cartoonishly shit. Incredibly well. Anyway. Loved it. Along, Carl writes, Along the way, we are taken on a slow, confusing tour of Solos, a misty, custard-like planet <laughs> around which the ingeniously named Skybase One <laughs> orbits in overseas. Solos has been enslaved for generations by humanity and is now in a state of diabolical terraforming by Professor My First Chemistry Set Jaeger, <laughs> who is the worst delivery and timing for anyone ever. There are good guys, Sondergaard, the Professor X to the Protozob, Evolutions, <laughs> <laughs> Amenable Guards, Stubbsy and Cotton, I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> nice one. And of course, Kai, the passionate, beleaguered leader of the Resistance. Varan gets included as he loses a son and his whole reason for being when he gets played by Marshall Hankey. We also get a brief cameo by Jeffrey Palmer as the yeah. administrator. Avunc <laughs> Jeffrey Avuncular Palmer as <laughs> the administrator. His second of three Doctor Who appearances. Ah, oh, so now this is it. This is it. We've had all three. Mm. 
Kai regenerates into Q and uses the Force to destroy the Marshal, and the Doctor and Joe pop back to Earth. Pop back off to Earth, leaving the space station in the hands of good old Cotton and his band of merry mates. You get out of our fucking head with Q, <laughs> Rick Joe. Like, goddamn, Kyle. Sorry. Uh, Kyle rates it a 2.2 out of 5. Ooh, that's low. For the time wasted on the Marshal Hef- heffalumping around this screen, the fucking god-awful blue screen effect and the rambling storyline that they eventually figured out that they were trying to tell. Also, they named the black guy Cotton. What the fuck? <laughs> we all we both had notes on this, but yeah, we chose not to. We chose not to say anything. Welcome to the sensitive seventies. Yeah, Carl concludes. The thing is, I'm, I'm sort of assuming that the character was called Cotton even before uh, the character was cast, as in even when Colin Baker was considered for the role. But then it was just like Steve. <laughs> it was like, hey, Rick James, <laughs> Rick James. <laughs> when I came home last night. <laughs> I love Rick James. Hey, can I just uh, give a quick shout out to Kyle Rath? I was listening to his podcast earlier today. He is one of the hosts of the Cognizant Dissidents podcast. And uh, for anyone who needs something to introduce a friend to Doctor Who, as in to the entire concept of the show, check out uh, the Doctor Who episode. Good stuff. Right. Okay. And finally, we have Matthew Dennison. Matthew Dennison. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Dennison. Matthew Dennison. <laughs> no, no, no. Matthew <laughs> Dennison. <laughs> okay. Matthew writes. The side is kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> Following Who Back When Through the Pertwee era has been quite an eye-opener. I first saw the Pertwee stories out of order on VHS. But listening to you, guys experienced them as fans in the 70s would have, I can appreciate how tired the Earthbound Master Heavy stories became. And the Doctor clearly agrees, judging by how readily he jumps into the time to run off and uh, run an errand for the Time Lords. I rather enjoyed the mutants, Matthew goes on, although it is somewhat hit and miss. It has some nice sci-fi ideas and a strong, if unsubtle, moral message, teaching 70s viewers that colonialism, racism, apartheid, and scientists with German names are all bad things. Its progressive attitude spills over into the casting, as we get that classic Who rarity, a non-white character who the Doctor treats as an equal. It's just a shame that the actor playing Cotton is terrible, says Matthew Dennison, who is spot on. Look, guys. It's true. It's, it's Look, sad, but true. The guy's a terrible actor. Uh, cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the cast is a mixed bag. I like Stubbsy as, as the everyman who wants to do the right thing, while the marshal is suitably evil, if a bit OTT. Kai is somewhat dull and uninspiring, and if he'd kept his mouth shut in the episode <laughs> in the one, the Salonians might have gained their independence right then. Yeah. And how did his clothes evolve along with his body in episode six? Holy shit, didn't think about that. Yeah, super good points. What? Uh, The production values are variable, with the fantastic mutant costumes and great location filming contrasting with the uninspiring sky-based sets and ropey effects work. But the main problem is how drawn out the story feels. Cut two episodes and the plot wouldn't suffer. All in all, it's not bad, and being off-world makes for a nice change. I'll give it a 2.5 out of 5. Wow! Okay, awesome mini. Thank you very much. Awesome minis across the board. Thanks, guys. I can't help but feel that you and I gave this way higher a score than everyone else. No, I'm feeling good about it. I mean, yeah, I'm feeling good about it as well, but I can't help but notice that this is the case. Maybe we we were romanced a little bit, as Matthew's just said. Maybe we were romanced a little bit by the fact that... It's not the master. It's not the master. We're in space. Like, it's a return to classic Who. Well, so the great thing about being on Who Back When is you get a second bite of the cherry with the retrospective. 
Mm-hmm. So when we all look back at it in in totality, but today, how I feel about the the serial as I watched all six in like one fucking go, yeah, I'm pretty good about it. Yeah, same here. Loved it. Right, kitching balls. Uh, what do we got next? What's coming up? So, is it the time monster? I want to say it's the time monster. Is it the time monster? It's I think the time monster. It's the time monster. Holy smokeroonies and cheesecakes! It, it, <laughs> it is the time monster. It's the time monster. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping all of that in. <laughs> so quite looking forward to that. I've not seen it yet, but I'm pretty sure the master is in it. Spot that. Hmm. I, I think I saw a poster for it. And is the oh, um, thinking of the one after that? Is the new who one the one in Venice? Uh, no, the next one is. Oh, the next one is. I'm super excited to do that one. Actually, I just watched it. It's part one of a two-parter. It's the Time of Angels. Oh, so we yeah. get some. Uh, yeah, yeah, we get the Weeping Angels again, and it's a really scary one. I saw it the other day. Mm. It's very scary. Uh, can I just say, after the Time Monster, the one after that is the Three Doctors, which is the tenth <gasps> anniversary special. So one more, and then we have done the first decade of Classic Who, and then we get a Menage a Trois. Yeah. As our reward. <laughs> yeah. Can we please clink bottles in honor of the uh, impending 10th anniversary? Ka-ching. Probably wasn't picked up by the mics. Who cares? <laughs> Believe us. <laughs> Until the next time, people can follow you on uh, Twitter, right? Yep. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> <laughs> That's loud. Yes, they can. Nukulele. Rats. Uh, you can uh, high-five me online as well. I am at Ponkin. You know how to spell that. Until then, be rad and excellent to each other. Rock on. And cha-chao. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. Don't have any friends? No problemo. Tell some strangers. Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you on Google Plus? Find us on Google Plus. That's plus who back when. And when you do, tell us why you're on Google Plus. Who Back When just got its very own Twitter account, no lie, so give us a follow. You guessed it, that's at Who Back When, all in one word. Check us out on SoundCloud, vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can leave a comment, submit a review of your own, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. Not only would it make us super chuffed, and it really, really would, but as thanks, we will transmigrate your iTunes nom de plume into the credit list of trailers for fake Doctor Who audiobooks produced by Who Back When. Have a poke around our bonus episodes to make more sense of that. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next classic Who review, new Who review, or <laughs> still funny audio Who review. Cha ciao. Who back when? <laughs>